0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Facts Not Feelings podcast, where our facts trump your feelings. How are you doing today, Kyer? I'm
1: doing well, McKay. Doing well. How are you, man?
0: I'm kind of P.O.'d right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, kind
1: of been a it's been a crazy week.
0: Yeah. For, um, that's we over were, here on the right. For sure, for sure. Um, as we're recording this, we are we just barely heard back from uh, the Supreme Court, and they voted not to take the case. We'll get into that a little bit later, but if we sound a little irritated, that's um, that's going to be why. But you know, to start off the show, we have a, a great tradition here of our favorite fake news, dumb tweets, anything that the left does um, over the past week, and we will go into that. I know Kyer has a really good one, and then I will uh, let you know mine, but go ahead and uh, get us started, Kyer.
1: Yeah. Okay. So mine, um, is actually, as I was doing some research, um, uh, looking into, uh, one of the cabinet members that, uh, Biden has recently appointed, I actually saw, so what it, what it was is it's on a, um, it's on a European, uh, news outlet and it's called, uh, politico.eu. Um, and, it's it's just funny because it's not even it's not even an American um, news entity, right? It's it's over in Europe, but they had a poll posted on the site, and they wanted me to take this poll since I was sitting there reading this article. Um, and this is this was the question, and then these were the two options that you had to answer, and these are the only two options that they give. So the question is, will the U.S. and EU relations go back to normal in quotation marks once Donald Trump leaves office? and then the two options are no or no chance trump has changed the world forever and option 2 is yes the grown ups are back in the white house <laughs> this dude, this yeah. is a this is supposedly a unbiased source well just a a major news source right who literally cranks out the um, this type of poll that my seven-year-old would come up with, you know what I mean? Is this person stupid? Yes or no. Like that's, that's really the vibe that I got from this, from this poll. And I'm like, you really posted this on your site and are are asking people to, to answer that question. Um, so yeah, the, I, I thought the bias was, was pretty funny on that, on that new site. Like they're not even trying to be on the fence about it.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Mine was, um, Mine was another, it was a roast on Trump. So you remember the video, I think it was like a week ago where Uh Trump was like, I'm the president of the United States, like roasting that reporter for being disrespectful, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I won't say the guy's name, but he works for CNN. And he tweets out, you know, a a link to that just barely. I'm like, you're you're late anyways. If you're a week late in today's political climate, then – you're, you're basically a year late to, uh, yeah.
1: old, old news, to news.
0: Yeah. But he goes, can you imagine Abraham Lincoln talk, Abraham Lincoln talking to esteemed journalists like this? Like that's crazy. He would never do it. Like Trump's such a joke. Oh, <laughs> and then it was great. You click on, first off, it's like who even remembers how Abe Lincoln treated the average journalist. Right. But you click on his, His bio, and the first thing it says there is um, presidential historian. (laughs) Somebody right below him comments. They're like, hey, man, I know you're a presidential historian, but you must have missed this. So it's a link um, to a reputable site that talks Mm -hmm. about how Abe Lincoln, granted they were in a war, but two two journalists published a wrong story, a fake news story about him, and he actually Mm -hmm. threw them in jail. Really? <laughs> I'm like, so Trump can roast this guy and it's the end of the world. But Abe Lincoln doesn't like this story that these people wrote. And they, he actually throws him in jail, which, you know, it's wartime. I'm not, I don't know the specifics on what the story was about, but he throws him in jail and it's like, oh, he treats journalists so much better than Trump does. When it, it's uh, The media was so different then too. Everything was newspapers you don't have people on TV. Um, you didn't have Twitter, so it wasn't as toxic as it is now. Yeah, but hey, it made me laugh. It made me yeah, laugh. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's a good one. I like it.
0: All right, so getting into the Texas Texas lawsuit. Um, yeah, that I believe eighteen other states joined in. Supreme Court, SCOTUS, they shut it down. Um, they lost two to seven. Two wanted to take the case. Seven wanted to reject the case. Um, there were reports that three people didn't say which three, but we can imagine it's the three Democrats. They would have left. They said they would have like they wouldn't have taken the case, and they wouldn't have even stayed in the room to hear it. Yeah,
1: they they wouldn't have heard it.
0: Um, because that's
1: because that's what you that's what you're allowed to do when you're SCOTUS, right? Is
0: mm-hmm. go
1: get go yeah go against the the will of the, the majority.
0: Yeah. And the person who like doesn't like how the game's it.
1: going so they take their ball and go home.
0: Right? It's like the Michael Scott office episode if it was his basketball. After he like throws the ball 30 feet over the hoop, he's just like, "Foul. Give me the ball. I'm gone." <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's always, dude, it's it it bothers me that somebody in in that position Right. The the highest court of the United States would would threaten to not even hear a case if the majority of their coworkers decided that the case should be heard. You know what I mean? To me, that's just like you can't that's that's asinine. You can't do that. Like you accepted this position for a reason. And and it wasn't, you know, and if, if the majority wants to hear it, you've got to hear it. You can't just not do your job just because you disagree with it.
0: For sure. And you know, a lot of essentially what this points to, well, one, I was very upset that all three of Trump's appointees, um, they all voted not to hear the case. I'm not sure if they were scared um, or what happened, but there has been plenty of evidence that we've seen um, to the courts, you know, there are thousands of affidavits and affidavits are evidenced. Yes. That sworn say, Statements.
1: People, people mm-hmm. have gone, you know, postal workers have gone on record. Um, poll watchers have gone on record swearing that there were illegal things happening and that, that at least needs to be reviewed at the very least. Right
0: absolutely absolutely at least needs to get reviewed and just kind of the sad thing about it is law in today's society it's not black and white it's red and blue it's all i don't know it's political it's all self-interest um hey you can have people like go completely against the second amendment but say it's constitutional when really it's just no they don't like the second amendment when you can have judges do that not that they the supreme court did that i'm just giving that as an example but i don't know it's really sad i was really uh i was really disappointed to see that trump's the three appointees not that they owe him anything but it's like there's a lot of evidence out there that says there's fraud you can at least hear the case you can you know get the get a lot of these people that signed the affidavits these sworn statements get them in a room you know talk to them if they're lying you you know, you're the you're supposed to be the nine top judges in America. You should be able to figure that out. So to not even hear the case, I think, is worse than hearing the case and then saying, "Oh, um," you know, we're gonna we're gonna side with with Pennsylvania. We're not gonna side with Texas on this one.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's that's to me what's what was so interesting and so surprising that they wouldn't even hear it. Because um, this is, I mean, this is. Uh, this is pretty heavy right this case is pretty heavy there's some very serious allegations and so the fact that the court wouldn't even hear what the trump administration had to say or claim or present their evidence um, and yeah and if they make the ruling at that point that nope we're yeah we're we're going against this and um we're going to dismiss it okay but the fact that they wouldn't even hear it and wouldn't even review the evidence um to me is is crazy it's just crazy
0: yeah, no, super, super disappointing. Um,
1: yeah, it, and just uh, really, a really, really quick overview. What what the Trump administration was trying to do um, is they were they were trying to get the Supreme Court to basically overturn the election results in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Michigan. And uh, that's what the Supreme Court said that they were not going to basically they weren't going to review the evidence that the Trump administration wanted to bring
0: forward and have them review Mm -hmm. no exactly Um, but you know going in let's let's assume trump doesn't end up winning right now it's not looking great yeah which he still he still has time right i mean he there's still his administration
1: can still um you know file additional appeals and uh additional suits if they want to um, but I think the states meet on uh, – what day is it? I think it's actually December 14th um, yeah. for the electoral college exercise. Um, and then on January 6th, there's the joint session of the House and Senate to count the electoral votes the electoral votes, and certify uh, Joe Biden as the winner at that point.
0: Yeah, so I mean we have time. In American politics, everything moves so slow. So we don't have a ton of time, but there is still – there was still some time for stuff to come out. And there are other lawsuits that are making their way up, but this was a huge blow to say. The but case yeah, case. this was this was the majority, right? This was the kind of the big one that the Trump admin was really hoping to mm-hmm.
1: get some legs underneath him. So, so it's, it's I, looking more and more like Biden.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to my hopes up now. Six
1: months or whatever it
0: is until he, <laughs> until br- he breaks his other foot. Like, disappears or something, right? Yeah. So this is a good segue into uh, Biden has been picking his cabinet recently. And, you know, I, I have little, just kind of some general thoughts about that. Yeah. And so there are, there are a couple sayings that I really like And first, like in the time of adversity, like in time of war, like your leaders are so important to like the general soldier, um, Back in the day, you would always try and kill the other people's generals because if you kill their leader, they're you know they're going to panic. They're not going to know what to do. They're not going to be together, and you know it would just cause a whole bunch of problems.
1: Yep.
0: So, with that, um, who Joe Biden picks because those are going to be the people influencing him or influencing Kamala in six months, it's huge because they're. That's going to be who's influencing the senators, the congressmen and women, um, and then the media, the general public. So I, we we know it's a big deal uh, who he's picking. So he has been appointing a ton of, uh, or will appoint a ton of people he worked with in the Obama administration. Which and a, a then, lot
1: of them, a lot of them are, you know, they are a all ton of them are yeah. Forward, yeah former Obama administration, and he still has a lot of seats unfilled, but. So far, yeah, I think there's, there's a 10 There's, left definitely, a, there's the definitely a trend of Obama
0: 2.0. For sure. Um, which it might be those are the only people he he remembers, like those are the only names in politics he, he <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But My short-term memory's um, going. Yeah, so with, with that, also people want to surround themselves. Like winners want to surround themselves with winners you know, losers surround themselves with losers. So Biden has surrounded himself with people that it seems like they agree with them. I know that AOC, she was pretty bummed that he wasn't picking more progressive people. Um, Which at least that part's good, right? If AOC. Yeah. Not, yep. No,
1: that, that is one thing. <laughs> and a few of his, a few of his cabinet members that I've kind of looked into seem like they, yeah, again, a little more middle of the road and not as not so extreme, which is, hopeful right that's that's a good thing
0: yeah and again who knows if they all get fired when kamala inevitably takes over um but it's just you are what your leadership is and we've seen that you know i don't i personally don't want uh an obama administration part three you know it was a very divisive time um you know, economy was going up, but that's just because it was back from a recession. It was actually the worst post-war recovery in American history. Um, everything was just about race. If I called you any names, automatically, it's because I'm a racist. If you're, if you're, um, if you're a different race than me, if you're a woman, and I say anything to you, I was automatically a sexist so we're going to see i think we're going to see that and then it's going to be even amplified more especially when i think kamala takes over you know with, with obama you ever talk to crap on obama it's because you're racist right yeah whenever you talk crap on kamala you're going to be a racist sexist so they're throwing a whole nother ist in there um i don't know well i know you looked specifically into a lot of these cabinet members what do you um what do you think about them
1: yeah, so I wanted to look into some of our, um, you know, some of the folks that are going to be um, overseeing uh, the, the, the security of the United States, both uh, foreign and domestic. Um, some of them seem okay. Um, others, I'm, I'm, I'm a little on the fence or a little worried about. And I guess it's one of those things where we're just going to have to see how it plays out. Um, And hope that, you know, worse comes to worse, if things have to go through the House and Senate, that we'll have enough votes um, to be able to prevent some more um, extreme legislation from from being pushed through. Um, I'd say the the person that kind of worries me the most um, and what kind of worries me is that there's there's been objections on both sides, which is kind of a scary thing, right? Um, When you've got people on the right and left who are objecting to the the nominations, but um, he is the um, secretary, uh, he's been appointed as the the, um, secretary for Homeland Security, Um, Mayorkas, uh, shoot, what is his first name? Um, I just have his last name written down here. I want to say it was, anyway, um, so he uh, was originally working in immigration, um, and he actually had some formal complaints filed against him while he was over in immigration, um, and the complaint was that he was fostering an environment that pressured uh, employees to approve as many applications as possible um, and condoned retaliation against employees who objected um those uh, the visa applications and during his time um, in office over there when he was in charge of it uh, the visa petition approval rate was 98 percent um, despite yeah despite estimates that approximately 25 percent of them were fraudulent applications so this guy knowing that 25 percent of these visa apps were were fraudulent which which could be a, a wide variety of things right it's it's just people who are just trying to get into the country to, to find a better life, which I totally understand. But then there's a whole other variety, right? There's people who are, um, trying to benefit financially, who are trying to harm the United States, you know, um, terrorism. And, and you're telling me that you're, you're pushing through 98% of the visas that come through knowing that 25% of them are fraudulent. That to me is terrifying. And now this dude's in charge of Homeland security. So
0: Yeah, Um, no, that that is frustrating, Um, especially because when when they are looking at visa applications, again, there are multiple different types of visas, but there is a process that they're supposed to go through. Um, Like the most important is supposed to be, are they reuniting with family? I can tell you 98% of those people are not going to be reuniting with family, Um, which is fine because there's there's other factors. Another one, like are they likely to get government assistance? Are they going to be taking Americans' jobs? How educated are they? Are they? there's a lot of different things that go into whether or not someone gets accepted but people could say you know why is it a big deal if people you know if there are more visa applications yeah. the problem is is if you know technically if they do go back after a certain amount of time the non-terrorists like it's fine but 9 a lot of the, the the people that did you know drove the planes or flew the planes into the buildings the terrorists over that, a lot of them were here illegally, but it's because they overstayed their visa applications. So they were at one point here legally, but they overstayed and then they obviously plotted back with their home country and then this ha- or that happened. So it's a pretty huge deal who can get into the country. And if 25% are fraudulent, if you can prove it's fraudulent, no matter who it is, it should get denied right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the app, the allegation at the time, um, was that, um, he was Mayorkas was, uh, allowing specific, uh, visa applications to be processed. Um, uh, if they were people that belong to, um, Essentially, foreign investors who gave them a list of people that they wanted to be approved to get visas to come into the United States because they wanted to push them through for for work related purposes, and so the accusation was that uh, Mayorkas was giving uh, people and companies special treatment that um, specifically ben- you know, benefited uh, him and other organizations that he supported financially, um, which is kind of a scary thing, right? And, and, and again, there, there's so many there's so many allegations of. Of corruption and fraud in, in politics, but anybody who on paper seems like they are kind of up for sale to the highest bidder, right, and is willing to, hey, if it benefits me personally, yeah, whatever, I'll I'll push through these visas or I'll get these employees through that you need. Um, it that's that's kind of a scary thing, right? Because if you can, if if a politician can be bought with money, then that's. That's not a good. A lot of, thing, of course, for sure. yep, yep. And now this guy's in charge of Homeland Security, so that's that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, the other person I looked at, I mean, there's a couple of people, but uh, um, her name's Avril Haines. Uh, she was made the director of National Intelligence, first female director of National Intelligence. Um, and again, she was uh, worked worked in the Obama administration for uh, most of her career. Um, so she started at the uh worked on international treaties at the State Department. Uh then she joined the Senate Foreign Relations Committee where she got to know Joe Biden uh when he back when he was a senator from Delaware. And then um when Biden became Obama's VP, uh Haynes followed him to the White House working on the National National Security Council. Uh then in 2013, uh Obama actually named her the number two at the CIA. Um And then uh, she was the first woman to hold the title of deputy director. So she's, she's got a lot of experience. um, And I think it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where a lot of these people, I think you kind of just have to sit back and at least, at least give them a solid shot and see what they can do. Um, But again, she, she definitely seems like she was uh, raised in the Obama administration. And so there's going to be, um, a lot of her policies are going to, you know, go right along with that.
0: Oh, for sure. Especially because, you know, during Obama's administration, one of the big accusations is that he, he turned all the, you know, justice departments, the, you know, the CIA, FBI, DOJ, he made them all political. Um, yeah. So if she rose up in that environment, I mean, if it is true, then of course she's going to be, she was definitely, um, She was definitely someone that, you know, was corrupt with Obama. Um, But we will give it a shot, you know, for all we know, she was not. Uh, But we did have a couple followers reach out to us regarding a couple questions they wanted answered on the show.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah, let's hear them.
0: Okay, getting these pulled up. I don't like reading them ahead of time because I want the answer to be authentic. Authenticity. Authenticity. That's what we're about okay so the first one so there's a lot of news obviously going on about um, the Trump lawsuits what do you think the actual percentage is that the election gets overturned for him uh, after in, today, in, fa- in favor of Trump like for Trump yeah I'm gonna go one percent oh yeah I was gonna say less less than five less than five percent at this point
1: um, well, you
0: going 4% percent—that's four times higher than me. higher Look at you. Well, you're convinced. I'm, a, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> hey, no, I did dreamers get to stay though. So look at you. <laughs> yeah. Free pass. <laughs> you're good, man. Okay. Next one here. How would you rate Trump's presidency? That's a harder one. Um, and it's so
1: generalized. How, I mean, like on a scale of 1 to 10 or like how, just in
0: general? There was no, nothing given other than that. So I will say we'll go from F to A. Um, you know, I'll go with a, I'll, I'll say a B. I'll go with a, just a flat B. Um, the reason I don't give him an A is, well, first off, the reason he got a B, I think... You know, tax cuts were great. He enacted a lot of conservative policies. Um, He ended a lot of things that Obama did. I think he handled coronavirus well. Um, As far as being like a punching bag for four years, but taking it and not giving into it, that's something we can almost be certain that Obama would, or that Romney would not have done if he won in 2012. Um, So overall, I think Trump... Was a B. Now the negative parts, you know, he was a little decisive. A lot of that was on the media though, but he is, you know, he is kind of a decisive guy. Yeah. Divisive. Did I say divisive? Divisive. Yes, I did, but it's all good. I I follow you. I know words. (laughs) Um, I go to a public university. So like, of course I don't know words. Um, (laughs) And then I will also, I'm also going to ding him because he had Mm -hmm. a Republican Senate, Republican House, and these problems that we're facing right now, he could have fixed if they would have enacted some um some policies and got they could have they had a free reign to get policies through, but they always either got hung up in the Senate or in the House. They could have had, you know, voter ID, they could have had a lot more restrictive um laws as far as mail-in voting. So not that this is his fault, but He, I mean, this is something that was avoidable. Voter fraud is nothing new. This is something that we've always known. We didn't know it was going to be this bad, but this is something we could have avoided. And then also I'll give him, you know, he did appoint three really solid justices. I'm not very happy with them today, but overall uh, I am, I'm very happy we have three justices there. Yeah, I was gonna say. Even, yeah, even though, ruling, yeah even though they're ruling,
1: yeah, even though their ruling today was disappointing, I think having them on SCOTUS for the next four years is is I'm sure down the road it's going to end up being extremely important to have them. Um, Last course is packed, but yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. But uh, you know what? So I'm I'm going to give him two separate uh, letter grades. I'd actually say, from a policy standpoint. I'm going to give him a B plus. Um, I, I agreed with his foreign policy. I liked that he was tougher on China and he, um, mm-hmm. rewrote the, rewrote the NAFTA agreement, um, cut taxes, uh, got out
0: of the Iran deal.
1: Yeah. Got out of the Iran deal, got out of the, the climate accords, which of course we're going to be walked right back into day one of, of Biden's administration. But, um, He tried to, I feel like he genuinely tried to um, put America in a better financial situation all around, right? Um, And stopped. was trying to stop giving handouts to all these countries that that realistically, I don't think we should be giving handouts to. Um, And uh, was trying to put America first. And I think that that, as far as those policies go, I, I agreed with those 100%. And, um, I was all on board for that. Um, now on the, uh, I'll say the, I'll say the social side of things, I'm gonna give him, I'll give him a C plus. I feel like kind of what you just said, he was, he was extremely, um, divisive when he didn't need to be right. He didn't need to be on Twitter responding to every single person who said something negative about him. Um, he needed, he didn't need to get into it with all these different um, groups, no matter how radical or ridiculous their statements were, it's like, dude you you are the POTUS, man. Like, who gives a rip about what some podunk little organization? And even if they've got a million members in their organization, that's that's you know, compared to the population of the United States, that's less than one percent, man. That's nothing, right? That's nobody. That's a minority. Don't don't give those groups all this attention. And um, I I also think that he was treated pretty unfairly by the media and every little thing he said, they tried to put some um, racist or sexist or xenophobic spin on it, which I, I I definitely don't agree with. I don't feel like that was completely true. Um, So again, yeah, B plus on his, on his policies. And uh, I'd say a C plus on his, uh, the social side of things. And, um, the, I guess the overall, um, the feeling of, of how Americans feel about each other and how they interact with each other. Right. Um, I definitely don't think he did any worse than Obama did. I feel like, I feel like Obama made racial relations 10 times worse than than Trump ever did, but Mm -hmm. I certainly think Trump could have been better in that regard.
0: Well, yeah. And I think Obama over the past couple months or this whole year, didn't do any favors um, with race relations. The whole, I mean, usually my my experience with presidents is as soon as they're done, they are out. Go right off in the sunset, go do whatever you want. Obama's the first president I can remember that still is so deeply involved in politics.
1: Yep, he, he likes that spotlight.
0: But, you know, hopefully his, uh, his Netflix show, well, I don't want to say hopefully, It'll do fine. He has a lot of uh, liberals love him. Apparently, it's a comedy show, though. I didn't know the Obamas were funny. Give me a break. His his
1: writers were funny.
0: That's true. That's true. (laughs) However, did you see Don Lemon said that he thinks Michelle Obama is more attractive than Melania Trump? What? I, I don't... I'm not sure there. Um, actually, I guess, I, I'm, I'm positive the opposite way. There's not a chance on earth Michelle Obama is 1% as pretty as Melania Trump. But I don't know. I mean, to, to each their own, I guess. Their own, man. You know, I personally like, you know, my type of car I'd like is, you know, a brand new run super well car. But if, you know, if you're into, you know, the 90s Fords with like 400,000 miles on it. Oh, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure Don Lemon was just trying to score some points. Oh, for so sure. Now that now that Biden's back in office, and I'm sh- I'm sure the Obamas are going to start showing up a lot more and I've back sh- in getting pushed back into the spotlight. Plus, I can I can. I, 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 I imagine that the uh, um the left would love to see um
0: would love to see Michelle run for office at some point, 24 or so 28 she, though. She eat, she would have smoked Biden. She's way brighter than Biden is. Biden can't put together a sentence. And the only reason Biden won is because he's living off the legacy of Obama. Uh, yeah. And he went up against Bernie. I think Michelle 100% would have won the nomination on the Democrat side. Yeah. Am I wrong there?
1: No, I, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm actually I was actually really surprised that she didn't um, I
0: was too pleasant make a run for
1: it. And and I and I don't know if they just didn't want to put her on a stage with Trump and but, you know, it's it is what it is. Now we're we're more than likely gonna have Biden here for the next four years, so or for the next six months. And then Harris for three and a half years. But hopefully hopefully that'll that'll end it, right? We hold the line for four years and go from there
0: absolutely and i do want to preface this because i do know people take things way out of context i'm not roasting michelle i am more saying that melania is the prettiest um in the history of the u.s so if he would have said that any of the bush's wives were prettier i would have had the same response
1: all right man well let's see do we have any other questions Anything else we wanted to? Any other questions? If not, then we got one more topic that we wanted to cover real quick. Let's go to the topic. Okay. So last topic is did you see that today the FDA authorized the uh, yep, the vaccine from Pfizer? Did you see that?
0: Yeah, I definitely did. Are you taking it?
1: Uh no. Nope. I'm not going to be taking it. I've I've heard talks I've heard talks about them trying to pass some kind of law though that would require you to have a vaccination card or some garbage like that to be able to you know go into businesses or go into any federal buildings or anything like that. I'm I'm curious to see if that's uh, just kind of floating out there right now or if that if that's going to become
0: well, when genuine. so many
1: people are so skeptical
0: and it's it's not even just people on the right, it's also a lot of democrats when that many people are so skeptical that you have to have people like the Obamas come out and the Bushes come out and say, "Yeah, we'll take the vaccine on live TV," they know like a huge chunk of people aren't going to be taking this thing. Well, yeah, and- I mean, g-
1: give me a break, dude. It takes vaccines take years to develop, and this company, um, which um, partnered with a uh, a German. Techcom or a German biotech company called um, BioNTech um, came up with this vaccine in 11 months. So something that takes years to develop is now suddenly miraculously been completed in 11 months. And uh, the company claims that in their late stage clinical trials, uh, which enrolled uh, 44,000 people, they found that the vaccine was 95% effective is what they are claiming. So, um, but I don't know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty skeptical about it. And the fact that it's been, uh, it's, it's been pushed through, um, so quickly. to the point that it is now. Yeah. You know, and then there's, there's reports that, um, the, um, uh, director of the FDA was basically, uh, given a, a, a directive that, uh, he either authorized the vaccine or lose his job, which that's, that's never the way that you, you want a vaccine being pushed out into the public is take this or be fired, kind of a thing. So, yeah. or clear this or be fired. So, I'm, I, I'm pretty skeptical about it.
0: That's fair. I, I, I don't see private businesses doing that because, for example, if Delta Airlines comes out and says we require you to be vaccinated, Southwest is going through the roof. Um, yeah. So I, I don't see or that you're, happening. You're just going to
1: see a lot of people with some made up cards,
0: says, right? Yeah, here it <laughs> right. is right here. Hey, maybe we'll create a new, uh, maybe it's creating a new, you know, black market here.
1: So I, I I'll be curious to see though. Um, cause I feel like that the left has kind of had a field day with, with COVID right. And they've, they've done their absolute best to keep it in the spotlight. Um, Except All during the the time.
0: riots, but
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Except for them, but uh, except for those. But I mean, even like in Utah alone, right? Like Utah's most up to date numbers today that we've had, I think, a thousand twenty five deaths, um, and like two hundred and twenty thousand cases, which um, is a point zero zero four percent death ratio, um, and yet it's still front page news everywhere you turn, and so I'm curious if this vaccine comes out and I think the first, I, the first like 3 million doses or something, I, I guess they've said they're going to try and push to the high risk folks, um, which seems like even more a roll of the dice, right? That not only are you uh, taking a, a vaccine that's questionable at best, but you're giving it to the weakest of the population.
0: Yeah. Uh, well,
1: and uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It just the, the whole thing seems seems sketchy to me, questionable at best.
0: Well, I think a lot of I don't know a lot of people just want to roll out just so their states can start opening up. Um, but who knows? But
1: yeah, it's like the, the I guess the question is once 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 all these vaccines have been handed out, does it just go away? Right, our masks gone and we don't need any more plexiglass all over the place and people don't have to stand six feet apart anymore. Or are they going to are they going to try and continue to push the rhetoric that, hey, even though you've taken the vaccine, which supposedly gets rid of this, uh, you need to wear a mask and you need to be six feet apart. And we have to have all these other um, regulations uh, that have just have just been a huge. Um, I feel like. Nu- yeah. And just and just a huge nuisance. You know what I mean? To everyone.
0: For sure. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will see you again next week. Have a good one. Appreciate you guys tuning in.
1: We'll see you.